0: Good morning, this is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to the Gathering Place podcast. This week, a guest speaker is going to bring a special message for the church. Here is this week's special message. Take the preparation of his heart and bring increase. Father God, that we have a Holy Spirit that is active. And Father God, just bless Cal as he speaks the word. And Father, open up our ears to hear the word. Mm -hmm. He who has ears, let him hear. That's what the Lord Mm -hmm. says, right? So open up our ears, Father God, to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Byron. Good to see everybody today. So this is going to be a day, this is going to be a day for, for us, for each of you to step up into the power of God more. It's kind of what the Holy Spirit is talking about. This is going to be a day to step up more into the power of God. So I just declare that in those places where we feel weak, we feel, and, and again, feeling weak is kind of normal, right? I mean, in a way, think about it. I mean, we're, we're operating with a massive God who created everything. He's, he's, he's so far beyond our comprehension and so far beyond what we understand and can control so far beyond our control that sometimes we do feel a little bit, you know, of trepidation thinking about him, approaching him, coming into his presence. Right? He's he's this massive God, and he's so good that we know that we kind of shrivel when we think about how good we are in his presence. And so, yeah, I mean, we we understand this is this is kind of part of part of approaching that God and, and having that healthy fear the healthy fear of respect for him, but he invites us into his presence and he says, today I'm going to bring you into a more powerful place of righteousness, love, power, grace, of intimacy before me, of being connected to my heart, of being being confident of my goodness to you in this day and every day going forward. And so this word expands to everybody in the building, everybody that's, that's in our fellowship that is not here today for one reason or another, to every person we know, to every Christian community too, I think to some degree today. It's like God is saying, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you forward in a more power in my presence. right?" And I, I pray that for Don, especially today, Jenny. Would you speak that to him? Speak that to him when you, when you see him this afternoon. That, that the presence and power of God comes into him even more fully today in his body, in his, in his soul, in his spirit, and that there's great things for him. So, awesome! So, we're going to talk about Ephesians 6 today. So, twelve. if you want to put up the, uh, the first verse. And, and as, as I was kind of looking at this, I kind of went to, to Philippians, and, and it's kind of like, you know, Ephesians 6 has got a couple of different focuses in it. So, I was trying to figure out But I think Philippians kind of embodies the the heart, or the guts, of Ephesians 6. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And so, this really encapsulates where Paul's heart is at, is that he is so impressed and so understanding and so connected with the heart of God that everything else becomes of massively secondary importance to Him. He calls it garbage. Everything else is garbage, junk, other words, whatever word you want to put on it, right? Now, of course, we know that God created the world, and so we live in it, and so it's, there are good things about it, right? But when it comes to the ultimate things in life, walking with god is the essential thing to do nothing above it and so when you're thinking through your your priorities when you're sitting and kind of organizing your life when you're kind of thinking you know what how do i want to organize my life to go forward and grow and learn it's like putting god in that center is the thing to do and so it's a, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful thing and today You know, God is saying that there's going to be more and more power coming into people from the supernatural realm, the kingdom of God realm, so that we live even better in the physical realm to share, as Pat is talking about, praying for people, right? Sensing what God is talking about in their life, and then being able to come alongside them and love them and care for them in a way that they see and they recognize Jesus as as preeminent. They recognize Jesus as the one who who is we we need to bow to and, and to to honor right to be saved by, so good stuff. All right, so let's pop to Ephesians six then. And Byron still got his Ephesians five notes up here, so oh uh, wow, <laughs> I almost went there. Then I, then I recognized my chicken scratching on, on the other stuff. So the first thing, and, and this is kind of continuing on with the husbands love your wife and wives respect your husband stuff. So you know the beginning of Ephesians six is kind of just kind of carrying out kind of family relations and kind of like Christian relations, even to employers or employees now because we don't really have masters and slaves anymore. Although that's here in the West, right in 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 uh, Africa and, and parts probably parts of Asia, there is slavery going on. So. So, there are situations where this is still accurate. And so, we kind of live in a different culture here. We're blessed by that. But it is very true, yet, there's still slaves around the world. But we'll get to that. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. And I'm continuing on. Don't worry, Twyla. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on earth. So, again, talk, just the, the Paul is talking through kind of the continuing. Obey your parents in the Lord. So, again, in the Lord. So, again, it's not this slavish obedience to our parents, but it's a wise thing. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, if, you're, if your parents are not believers, doesn't necessarily mean you, you obey everything they say. But you measure it. You treasure it. You, know, you, you love them and care for them. And if, if there's something different, you explain why. Why the Lord's having you doing something different. Or you, you find a way to honor them, even in that situation where you are operating in a different place. Right? And so it's again the Lord is the Lord loves loves continuity and connection with people. Doesn't mean to, to to not be righteous in it. No, we do. But it means to to as much as we can to make things cordial and to make them friendly and to make them respecting and caring. And and so it's a great thing. The promise. So it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. So and some people may not enjoy the long life right if people are in a, a difficult situation. But but yet, this is the promise of the Lord, right? This, this is the Lord is saying: when you honor your your parents, when you respect that, it's like then, then, the, then I, the Lord, will bless you and bring good things into your life and honor and bless you. So, so incredible, incredible thing. Uh, verse four: Fathers, do not exasperate your children; instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So. Again, you know, it's kind of like fathers don't don't get caught in your own world where you have to dominate things and, and you are in a, you have to dominate and have things your way, and kind of like force your children to operate just in your mode, right? Don't don't be in that place. That's not a healthy place for the child. Children are so different, right? Every child is so different. I mean, they're your children, but that's about the only thing they're common in, right? Yeah. And it's like, so everyone, it's almost like, it's almost like the Lord, you parents will agree. The Lord surprises you with a whole different package every time. Right. And it's like, so it's like, you know, fathers, parents, try to figure out where your child is at and love them and care for them in healthy ways for them. So that, so that they understand God's love and care. Now, again, you know, we, we, we feel totally inadequate to this, Right. It's like, Lord, how, how am I going to do this? I mean, I'm just me, and I've got to deal with my own stuff as well, process through where I'm at, what I'm up to. Oftentimes, I have to figure out things. I have to deal with trauma from my past and things that are difficult. Okay? Yeah. But it's okay. At just We ask the Lord, Lord, please love me and care for me. Help me figure out how to, how to organize myself with you. But then give me the grace of seeing my child, who they are, so that I can care for them and love them and and give them that opportunity to grow. Now as they grow older what they do with that is kind of their call, right? We can't control that. But but when we love them and care for them, then we've succeeded. That's that's our success in the Lord. And so, you know, again just part of the family relationships trying to be trying to keep things honoring to God, keeping him foremost and just and letting his heart be. And of course, you know, the great thing is that when he when he asks these things of us, it's like he's going to give us his heart that builds our heart so that we're able to be in these places. right? He's going to give us his heart. Now, is it is it easy? Uh, sometimes, yes. Other times, not so much. Um, but that's okay, too. Um, because, you know, it's like he'll give us everything we need and and sometimes, like Jesus said, you have to, we have to die to ourselves to live to Him. And so, so even the challenges can become an encouragement when I sit and it reminds me I need to return to Him to receive the love and care and the value for me that then I, I can extend to my children or to my parents or to my spouse. right? And so, so even, the, even the difficult things in Him become good. And of course, Byron is a great example of that. Byron, is, Byron always sees what God is doing in the, the positive thing that can, can occur, even in very difficult places. He's, he's, he sees through that, and he sees the presence of the Lord in that situation, whatever's going on. And of course, that's the gift of faith, but it's also something he's worked on. He's worked on for his life. He and Nancy have worked on that. And so that's a great encouragement to us and a great uh, example for us to follow. In that way, slaves, verse five, slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Now, this is a little. This one's a little tougher, um, you know, because again, now we're we're more an employee, employee employer situation, and so it gets a little more difficult because, you know, rightfully so, there's some of the balance of how much they should pay you versus how much they do pay you. Um, you know how you know just you know d- d- company dysfunction issues as well sometimes right? So this one it, it's th- there's there's a whole lot more to think about, and this one, and it's 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 those things are important to think about too. It's important to think about how are we relating, how are we asking for more money if we're worth more money, how are we talking about advancement, how are we doing these these different things right? listening to, to, to you know, um, reviews where maybe there's things said that we don't, we're not sure we agree with. Just all sorts of different, different things that go on. Um, and yet, you know, he says, um, Obey your earthly masters with respect and fear. And so it's sort of like, again, you know, in every situation try to keep the love and the connection and the witness for the Lord at the front of your mind, but then also work into the things that need to occur. But when we have the presence of the Lord in mind, so that we're obeying them uh, with respect and fear, but not like God—they're just people. But yet, it's still a connection that God has put us in. So we want to—we want to pray good things for for our company and for our boss, even if we don't like them. Um, but at the same time, it's like we—we we, we can work for change. We can do different things that are that are important. So. It's sort of like, okay, God has put me in this situation, so I always need to look through and say, okay, what are you operating on, God, in the situation I'm in, so that I can grow and learn? And yet at the same time, you know, kind of work into, so, that, so that everybody involved can grow and learn into righteousness. So it doesn't just mean that, that when people walk on us that we, ex- we take that. I mean, maybe it's time to leave. Maybe it's time to leave that job. Maybe it's fine. Maybe God has another job going on maybe there's something we can say to them maybe there's there's something you know some some communication we can have that that helps that situation and clarify something for our employer so that they're able to see a better more healthy way to work with the situation so you know we, we've got power you know back to what God's saying we have power and so we want to help establish righteousness in every place and so that that is a um, it's it's a it's a great opportunity, right? To consider and to pray and to see what God wants us and how He wants us to basically talk into every situation, to think about it, to talk with people, to communicate with them. And so, so there's a lot of richness that goes on here with this this admonition. And uh, he he has more verses, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on and we're because we're gonna get to the armor of God. That's kind of the main part of, of six. But then it talks about masters, treat your slaves in the same way, verse 9. Okay, Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven. There is no favoritism. So, so God basically says, employers, you know, treat your employees well. You know, treat them respectfully, uh, compensate them appropriately. Um, you know, come to this place where, where you are treating them well. So, don't take a position of power over them and, and just revel in that and just make that the, make that the norm. Like, I have power over you, so therefore I'm important, or I'm going to get this from you. But try to find the win-win. Try to figure out a way, employers, to, to, to value your employees such that they are valued and cared for and supported as well so that the kingdom of God can become a bigger bigger thing. So that's also an awesome, awesome part of the, the process. All right, so let's talk about the armor of God. So this is kind of, the, kind of the heart of Ephesians 6, and uh, so it's, it's kind of weird. I, I'm kind of wondering why they put the chapter break because it's like they split these things apart, right? The first part really goes with Ephesians 5, but then the armor of God kind of comes in and, and it's kind of a, it's almost a, a, a manual for life, right? The armor of God stuff. So let's talk about that. Verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, I like the NIV what 2011, so that's what this is, but you can you know, look at whatever translation you prefer on this. But again, this encapsulates what I think all of you understand and know, which is that you know, contrary to the world, that basically everything is is just connected to the world. Like there's really nothing supreme, or if there is above the world, supernatural, it's like magic or it's voodoo or you know, it's there's some mysterious, usually dark, but sometimes they say it's light, like in white magic, you know, power that's beyond. But we really, it's kind of numinous, it's kind of mysterious, we don't really know what it is, it's it's just it's, it's out there, but we can't really quantify it with science. Well, yeah, we agree, we can't quantify truth with science. You can't, you can't force God into an experiment. It doesn't work. He gives us the natural world where science works, the experimentation, because, because God set it in place and sustains it that way. Not because it exists on its own forever by itself, no. It feels that way to us, right? As we go day after day after day in life, it feels like this life goes, world goes on forever and, and the things that happen here, you know, are, are, are going to stay the same. You know, when we get sick, you know, it's like, we kind of see sometimes the, no- the n- normal progression of that illness. When things happen, you know, when you eat well, you kind of start feeling healthier and healthier. So it seems like this is all there is, but of course it is not. Um, and 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 the more that the world, the more that the world denies the power of God and the presence of God, the more they get fixated on their own navel, and they just they they're just, just a, a shallow. Just a shallow view of truth and reality, right? So the more and so you start seeing now, you're starting to see more and more of the occult or the the the, the, the supernatural coming into the culture. You know, the, I forget what. What are the movies that are going? Mist or something? There's some movies two, three years ago that started, and you're starting to see more of the. Isn't there a uh, like a some something like Chasing Satan or something movie out or or TV thing now? Yeah, we don't we don't really follow this stuff, but <laughs> but I, I don't I, I don't particularly care to really even know it. But I'm just kind of illustrating that it's sort of like if if you don't see the supernaturalists of God. Then you're going to be drawn to something supernatural because it's like we can't just exist on this on this 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 human plane. We just we can't. You, you, you're alluding to something. Just an observation. Mm-hmm. They used to come up with all these kind of movies during Halloween. Yep. Now they're almost a steady diet. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, right. And right. There's right. been a shift in our society. Right. They used to save them for. Yeah. Now it's all year round. Right. right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's so it's so it's pretty incredible. So so the society now since since we've taken God out of society, so society has. We don't prefer that, but they have, right? They kind of kind of excised the mention of God and the worship of God for sure, right? Now you're starting to see the LBGTQ stuff bubbling up. You're seeing all these different things happening, and we value people, but you know what? The, the, the movements are really destructive and damaging. Really destructive and damaging, right? They're, they're, trying to find, they're trying to find a God that's not the real God. And you know what? It's not gonna work. And that's the nicest thing you can say about it. Okay? That's the nicest thing you can say about it. It's not gonna work. Okay? There's gonna be a whole lot more. I mean, you don't want to be on Judgment Day. I mean, we, we want to value people. God does. Because people can always change, and we want to value the connection with them. But you know what? The people that push this stuff, that push taking God out of society, that push saying one thing in public and doing another thing in private, especially if they're in power, it will not be good to be them on Judgment Day. They need to change. If they don't, it will not go well with them. It will not go well. Right? So it's like, so... You you don't want to get yourself crosswise with God. You do not. And if you do, it's it's time to change. It's time to change because God doesn't change and God's judgment is inexorable. It is always coming. It's that locomotive coming down the track and it's not going to stop. You better get out of the way and change. So so that's the thing. But when society forgets God, then we, we have to step in and pray for God to reveal to people that he's real, he's here, that Jesus is the way so that we can talk with individuals or if we have a, a bigger platform, we can bring that out. But it's like we're extending God's truth to them so that the Holy Spirit can touch them and bless them and start to give them the avenue out from where they're at. And so, so that's our job. And so this is what Pat is talking about. She's really doing when she's asking for prayer and talking about, you know, can I, can I pray in Jesus' name? Do you mind? So she's saying, I'm, I'm identifying here. This is Jesus going to gonna be talking with you through me. This is Jesus. And you know what? That's good because then, then they start to understand. They start realizing it's not just God. It's not just this mysterious God, like all-encompassing God. I mean, maybe you start that way when you're talking with somebody, right, if, if you're not sure where they're at or if you're called to that, because again, God loves people, and maybe they're so traumatized by by growing up in a Christian church or a family that was abusive and yet had Christian, you know, that that's really hard. I mean, if a family's like, like the parents, especially the dad, is seriously Christian, and yet they're very rigid and controlling, right, that can really traumatize people. And so we respect that. We, you know, it's like... We don't want to come back and traumatize more. So sometimes God allows, you know, tells us to come in kind of like quietly and, and almost mysteriously. But then over time, as we establish rapport, then you start identifying more and more that Jesus is doing this and you get more and more concrete with it because that's love then to let them see what's the way out. But yet we do want to, we do want to care for them wherever they're traumatized or where there's things that are happening, right? That's love. We want to approach in love. Truth inside of love. So, again, there's so much beyond just this natural world. There's so much of the supernatural, so much. And again, we have the prophetic people. We have different people in the congregation that see demons. They see things. Others of us sense them, right? The dark angels, the fallen angels, the rebellious angels. All this stuff is so important. And so so it's so good as we gather, we talk about these things and we share so that we're all kind of walking towards the kingdom together, encouraging each other. So let's talk about the armor and this is again good stuff to do every day. It's it's I mean we do this overall but at the same time if we're in a particularly, you know, situation that's a pickle, it's like it's a good thing to go back here. This is this is part of the good stuff. So, verse 13. Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. So, he's saying, okay, focus on truth. Focus on my truth in the Scriptures. Focus on my truth that you talk about with your friends. Focus on my truth, because your truth is, is, the truth is a belt. Okay? And, and, the, and the, old, the old soldiers, the belt, you hung basically a lot of your weapons off of, too. So, it's kind of like supports you, Keeps you keeps you intact, right? We all know when you're really, well, I don't know if everybody knows it, but, but if, if you're anywhere near weightlifting, you know sometimes they put belts on to like support themselves when they're really training up the rest of their muscles. So it's like the belt kind of controls and holds, holds everything good in place in a good way. And so the truth is that way. The Scripture's focusing on, on what God's truth is in any situation. So we're focusing on that, having the belt of truth in place. With the breastplate of righteousness in place, so the breastplate. So again, it's right. It protects the vitals right here, kind of the torso, and um, right. So the righteousness means living well before the Lord. So not being involved, or if we are, moving moving away from deliberate sins or things that God doesn't like, deliberate things that are destructive to myself or others. Moving away from that stuff and saying, no, I want to try to live in a generous, powerful, good, truly good way, not just looking good, but, but actually being good. Right? Being good is more important than looking good before the Lord, by far. Right? It's better to, better to be good than look good. We, want, we, we would like both, but again, it's, it's better to be good than to look good. And so having that place of living rightly, Means you know that's a real position of strength and it's a real protection. So we have that protection of us living well before the Lord, so that when the the the, uh, the opponent comes, when the difficult things start coming at us, you know the temptations or people's accusations or, or lies or falsehoods or just all the different stuff in life that's hard. When that starts coming at us, you know, we say no, I'm living before the Lord, living as uh, the best that I know, and so I. I do not have to sit here and feel inferior. I don't have to feel overwhelmed by these things. I don't have to stay in a place where I'm just reacting to situations. But no, I'm going to be able to step into what God wants me to do in this situation and succeed. I'm going to succeed before the Lord because I am living rightly before the Lord. So, this this is powerful. This is powerful. Right? I mean... Sometimes the Christian, we as Christians can get into the we're always reacting to things, right? We're always, we're always kind of in that reactive mode. We're not sure if we're going to be able to do the right thing. And so we always are kind of like waiting for things to happen, then we're going to react to them. And again, not that that's necessarily wrong, especially if we have a, a more quieter personality, but, but you know, in everything important, Right? Everything important to God and to you. It's like, no, we can step out and become strong in these places. We can make decisions and move forward with things. We can talk, talk to people, we can share. We can find those next avenues that God wants us to to grow in and really step into those places. And so when we have that breastplate of righteousness, that place of, of living well, right? That's a protection, but it's also a source of strength and power to go forward. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So <laughs> he puts in feet here, so we're we're in motion. We're not just staying where we're at, right? We're in motion. So our feet are gonna move us into the, the new places that God calls us to. And so that's that's a great opportunity for us. So our feet are fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. It's like, it's like, you know. We're we're excited to bring peace because it's so generous to us. God is so generous to us in his peace. We're excited to bring that peace to other people. We're excited to find opportunities to go out and talk with people. We're excited to have situations. And, you know, honestly, I mean, most of you know that there's nothing so powerful as being, as following what God says because you receive almost as much, when you give a word, or pray for someone, or really connect with them in the Lord, you receive almost as much as they do. Because it's the Lord in the middle of the process. And the Lord is so generous, he's giving so many great things to everybody. You know? He's not just me- he's not measuring things out. Okay, well, I'm going to give the- three to you, and three and a half to you, and one and a half to you because of this, this. No, it's like his, his goodness and love is generous. It's overflowing. It's beautiful. And so, when we, we operate and talk with people and share about the Lord and bless them, it's like we receive so many things back, so many good things back. And so, you know, having our feet ready to move into new opportunities, new places with Him is an awesome, incredible thing. Am I going too fast here or is this okay? It's okay? All right, good, good. I, I know you guys have kind of, you know, thought about this stuff before, so. So it's, 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 that, that's awesome. Yes, it's always good to be reminded. Yep. 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So the shield of faith then is, is saying, uh, you know, God is for me. I am protected in every way that God desires. So nothing that comes against me will eternally damage me, period. Nothing will eternally damage me, right? In, in the spirituals, you know, I'm, I'm seated with God in heavenly places. Nothing damages me eternally, so I, I don't have to live like I will be eternally damaged. I, I can continue to live from a position of strength, of provision, of love, of power, of intimacy, of care. I can continue to live in that generous, powerful place. Now, things can hit us, as Byron talked about today. Things hit us on the earth right? We lose people, right? Things happen that we go, God, what, what was up with that? You know, what's the Billy Joel song? Only the good die young. Right. And, and there's a, li- there's a little bit of, a little bit of, little bit of truth to that. In a sense, we, the people that are good, we value them so much and they bring so much. It's so sad when they die and it feels like it's always too early. It feels like it's always too early to us, but in God's world, no. Right. Um, and so, and so the shield of faith helps us distinguish between you know, that eternal security and understanding the eternal security is great, and yet in this world there's losses, there's sorrows. You know, Jesus, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief, right? Jesus wept, right? In this rebellious world, it's, it's very grieving to see people choosing to destroy themselves, choosing to go against God, choosing you know, to to not honor him and bless him. And that hurts our heart. And that's okay. That's an okay hurt because I'm still maintaining the right relationship with God. And really, God grieves even more than we do at these things. And so it's not a grief that will submerge us like the people without God. The person without God, and again, we may go through a period where we have to work this through, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not automatic, but but, you know, the person without God is, 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 is going to grieve very, very hard because they may have lost someone and, and they're not sure they ever see them again. It's permanent. But that's not true in the Lord. In the Lord, you never lose someone permanently, ever. If they love the Lord, they continue on to heaven. And even if they didn't know the Lord, the Lord will more than make up that love and connection you have with them. He will more than make that up for you. Both in this in this life, right in this life, you'll have many things. I forget the exact quote, but he talks about many brothers and sisters. And uh, does anybody remember that one yeah. offhand? Yeah, I don't remember. It's yeah, it's like either. it's like brothers and sisters and and possessions, and it's like so. The Lord basically says, in this world, in the kingdom, I'm going to give you so much more than you would have, even if that person that you're close to that you love chooses to reject God. Right, and stays rejecting God And so the shield of faith is, is just powerful for us and so you know we, we go back to this we ask God to show us this again when we, when we had we very difficult situations Lord, Lord show me what's eternal in this show me your eternal who you are eternally the good things that are that are coming to me in eternity in the kingdom. show me, show me the good stuff and help me separate that from what's going on just in the in the earthlies here. Help me separate that. And help my heart be associated with the eternal on this. Yeah, I feel the temporal. I feel the earthly. And that's, that's okay. It's important. It's important to grieve. It's important to feel those through. It's important to process that. But Lord, let me be set in the eternal. And not set in, in the here and now. Okay? So that's the shield of faith. Ex- extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil ones. So when the demons come at us, when people that don't understand God, you know, come at us, when, you know, you're just you're inundated by the media, if you're in the media, I mean, there's just I mean, it's just <laughs> well, it's their job to sell you things and to try to convince you to think certain ways. And they're very good at it, right? They're very good at it. And especially in our modern media where where you've just got everything coming at you 24/7. It's just it's not even that. It's like every minute of every hour of every day if you're plugged in electronically, you're getting this stuff coming at you. You're getting this stuff coming. And so, so, in Jesus' name, you know, disconnect. Disconnect in the right ways. Connect in the right ways so that we're aware of eternity and God's presence and power so we're able to filter that stuff coming in and say, No, I reject the premise behind that particular message because that's a, a, a non-God message. And you know what? That just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. It's wrong. Help me filter out those messages. Understand what people are saying behind the message. Help me understand their assumptions, so that when they're not speaking from the Lord, I'm able to filter that out and reject that. Right? And I return to the presence of God and the power of God and where he wants to be. So, so powerful stuff here. And then, take the helmet, verse 17, take the helmet of salvation the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So, the helmet of salvation. You know, again, we understand that we're saved by the Lord. We understand that we're loved by the Lord. We understand that we're in in power with Him. We're in blessing with Him, and so that becomes then a source of joy and strength and love to us. The sword of the Spirit, the Scriptures, the Word of God. Again, this is you know sharper than a two-edged sword. Another place it talks about. So it's both protecting us. The sword protecting us from stuff coming at us, but it's also allowing us to go forward and and just like penetrate some of the lies and destruction that go out in the world. So it helps us penetrate the lies and destruction and the, the pompousness and the, the the not understanding you know what's going on. So this is kind of like the armor of God, the you know kind of framework to to really to stay tight with him and to operate from that position of power and love and presence. You know, so that we're able to make, be a success in the kingdom. We are a success in the kingdom when we follow Him. But also to make that, to effectuate that on earth. To really, to let the Lord's presence impact other people and bless them and encourage them. And to let them, let them understand His presence and His grace. So, uh, verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. So, um, So, pray in the Spirit. That's praying in connection with the Lord. Um, It might be praying in tongues, if if God's given you that gift. Um, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. So basically, Paul says it's important to pray in tongues. So in whatever way God wants you to communicate with him, right? do that in in all occasions. Do that all the time. Be so connected that it's just simply part of breathing. It's part of your breathing to try to, to be connected with the Lord and to be in his presence. And so when we do that, then, you know, we inhale from God and we exhale to people from God. <laughs> so it's like we're simply trying to breathe in the air of heaven, the good stuff, and then breathe that out to love people and to bless them and to care for them. And so it's an, incredible, it's an incredible, great privilege. And then as he continues on in Ephesians, this is the last, uh, the last uh, chapter in the book. And so he just talks about uh, continuing on. Be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people and uh, praying for Him as well. Um, and He talks about here at the end: uh, uh, pray for me whenever I speak that words may be given me that I that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I can declare it fearlessly as I should. So you know, even Paul is concerned and and aware that um, it's always a daily thing and a weekly thing to be present with the Lord and and so you know so many things in this world can distract us and and the, the important things in this world can distract us and so we just have to remind ourselves to be tight with God and to continue that focus through through whatever's happening to, to stay focused on the eternal and then to let that speak into whatever I do day to day so this is Ephesians uh, Ephesians 6 and at the end he has the final greetings and we're just going to conclude today with, uh, with the, the last couple of verses in Ephesians. Um, so Paul says uh, to them back then, and he would say to us today in all the churches, peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, grace to all all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love what an awesome thing to have an undying love for Jesus what an awesome thing what what an incredible privilege he's given us what a privilege what a privilege and so this day and this week we're going to have more confidence in him we're going to sense more power in who we are we're going to sense his the spirit rising up deep inside us to impact situations for us to be more confident speaking his heart to people for us to be more aware of what he's saying about people so that we can we can pray for them or share with them or connect with them so that they're loved and valued and so god's power is coming into us his grace is coming into us as we as we have this undying love for Jesus so Lord thank you for your heart for us today thank you for your mercy thank you for your love and peace I pray that this would be a um, I pray that this would be a, a powerful day of of strength and love that come into people's hearts this day father I pray that there will be new victories and new successes in you that come in people's hearts and minds today. Father, I pray that there be some shifting of vision to see what you're doing in our lives, shifting of vision to see the good things that you're doing, and focusing on the essential God parts of relationships, situations, understandings. Father, I pray that you will sieve through some of the old things that happened to us this day, sieve through it in our mind and let us watch what you're thinking about what happened to us. Let us see what you're saying and thinking about what happened to us and, and your promise to us that you love us and care for us even in those places. And so I just pray that you would show us, show us your thoughts about us today, especially in those places of trauma and difficulty from the past, those places that were very difficult and, and, and we, we, we make our identity At that point, we made our identity going forward about what happened to us and how we we saw it. And I pray that even today you would start shifting some of that trauma to show what you're saying about it now and giving us the opportunity to move forward in a powerful, healthy, confident, intimate, caring, God-blessing, eternal way. And So thank you, Lord. Thank you that you do this. Thank you. You are such a good daddy. You are such a good Abba. And there is no one to compare to you. And we just honor and bless you together. In Christ's name, amen. This is Pastor Todd again. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray the Lord uses it to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of the Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Once again, that is tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site, so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the TGP Podcast. God bless you, and have a great week.